We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Chargers Analytics with Arjun. In this episode, we are going to be taking a look at a topic brought up in the comments, uh, specifically by Kevin Kernick. Kevin, shout out to you for this idea, man. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be looking at an Alvin Kamara versus Austin Eckler comparison and try to see how Austin Eckler is really going to be used in this offense ran by Joe Lombardi. Now, it's going to be really interesting because, you know, 2019 and 2020, Drew Brees was injured and they had other quarterbacks playing like Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. So trying to really predict how Austin Eckler is going to be used is going to be a little bit of a challenge. But luckily, we have some data that we can try to mitigate that, you know, uh, unpredictability based on how Drew Brees was playing and how the Saints offense was for the past two years. So as usual, let's dive straight into the data. I'm going to share my screen with you guys. So the first thing we're going to be looking at is snaps by position, right? So if you can see the blue bar, the blue bars represent how many times uh, on average a per, like on a rate basis that the running back lined up in the backfield. The yellow bar is how many times they lined up in the slot as a percentage. And then the green bar is lining up out wide. So it'd be like, you know, lining up against a linebacker uh, on the outside. So let's just go through the numbers. So in, in 2020, right, Austin Eckler lined up in the backfield at about an 85% clip, right? So he wasn't really used that much as a receiver in the slot and out wide. You can see only 8.75% in the slot and 6.55% out wide. So Anthony Lynn and Shane Steichen didn't really use him that much um, as a receiver. But honestly, this was this is not like that uh, hard to visualize just because Austin Eckler was coming off such a major injury. But if we go to 2019, this number drops by about 10%, right? He lines up in the backfield 
uh, only 74.5% of the time, lined up in the slot 12% of the time, and lined up out wide 13.5% of the time. So we can see almost like a 4% increase from the slot of or 4% decrease from 2019 to 2020, and about a 7% decrease from 2019 to 2020. Now, this is explainable just because Melvin Gordon was playing uh, for the Chargers in 2019. So, you know, you want to get one of your best offensive weapons and Austin Eckler on the field. So instead of having a guy like Andre Patton in the slot, you could put Austin Eckler in there, or you line him up out wide. And if you guys remember that Chargers-Titans game in 2019 where, you know, Melvin Gordon did fumble at the one, Austin Eckler had that like 40 yard touchdown where he was lined up out wide on a linebacker. And it just shows you how versatile of a weapon he is. So obviously wasn't happy to see this trend where his snaps decreased as a receiver, but it was expected just because he wasn't hundred percent based on his hamstring injury. So his route running probably wasn't the most precise. Now, if we look at Alvin Kamara in 2020 lined up in the backfield, 78% of the time lined up in the slot, right about 11% of the time and lined up at wide 11% of the time. So Kind of similar numbers to Austin Eckler in 2019. And, you know, Alvin Kamara does play alongside Latavius Murray. I don't think Latavius Murray is on Melvin Gordon's level, but it's, you know, Alvin Kamara is one of the top passing, pass catching backs in the league. So to see him line up outside of the backfield at this high of a clip isn't, um, isn't that surprising to me. Now in 2019, Alvin Kamara was hurt. Don't forget he had a little bit of a knee injury. So lined up in the backfield 80% of the time. In 2019, lined up in the slot 9.6% uh, of the time and lined up out wide 10.24% of the time. Okay, now Kevin also wanted to look at, you know, some of the running backs from the Lions in 2014. So the Lions really had three running backs during this era. It was number one, Joyke Bell. Uh, please excuse me if I said his name wrong. I'm not that big of a Lions fan. But Joyke Bell was the, the bell cow back, you know, you could say. Reggie Bush was, you know, kind of the do-it-all back. And then Theo Riddick was the pass catching back. So I decided to take a look at Riddick and Bush, both whose uh, play styles kind of emulate Kamara and Eckler because they can both, both catch the ball. So I'll start with Reggie Bush, lined up in the backfield 82.4% of the time, lined up in the slot 12.6% of the time, and lined up out wide right about 5% of the time. Now Theo Riddick lined up in the backfield right about 79% of the time. Uh, he lined up out uh, in the slot, sorry, 20% uh, of the time. And then he lined up uh, out wide. He lined up. He didn't really line up out wide that much, right? So we can see that uh, with the lines, they try to move their running backs around a little bit. I will admit, Riddick and Bush's snap counts, like on a on a total level, not looking at just rate, but like on a total snap count level, they weren't as high as Joyke Bell's. That's why I wanted to use um, percentages because it eliminates the idea of volume. So you can really just focus in on the rate at which a player lined up at a certain position. Now, let's just look at Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler's advanced stats from the past two years. So uh, not advanced stats, but just, you know, stats in general. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, targets. Alvin Kamara, 2020, 103 targets. In 2019, 95 targets. I believe he missed like two games here also. So this number could probably be higher, but, you know, just still a pretty high number for a running back, I will admit. In 2020, Austin Eckler had 60 targets. And in 2019, Eckler had 104 targets, despite being, you know, the quote-unquote 1B to Melvin Gordon. So I would estimate Austin Eckler is going to get targeted a lot. Like, I could see 90-plus targets for Austin Eckler just based on how Alvin Kamara was used in that Saints offense. 
uh, a lot of screens and a lot of option routes. And I think option routes are the one place where Eckler and Kamara could really, you know, cause havoc for defenses just because you can't stick a linebacker on them. They could, you know, maneuver them in space and beat them with their route running. All right. So the second side we're going to look at is catches in, uh, in 2020 Kamara at 83 catches, 2019, 81 catches Eckler in 2020 at 54 catches and 92 catches in 2019. So again, Eckler missed about six games, six, seven games, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, Eckler is going to get around 70 to 80 catches this year. That is, you know, if he stays healthy, he's going to get around that number just because of how versatile of a weapon he is and how much uh, Herbert trusts him out of the backfield. Now, this stat is one of my favorites to look at, yards per route run. Now, when we talk about like how to evaluate receivers and how productive they are, you know, you could always look at total yards or yards per game, but you know, a lot of them are volume driven stats, right? But if we look at yards per route run, this is how it's calculated. You're taking the total amount of receiving yards a receiver has and dividing it by the number of routes run throughout the course of a season. So you're looking at like on, honestly like a per play basis of how effective and efficient a player is. So in 2020, um, I'm going to zoom in because it is a little bit smaller than the rest of the bars. Alvin Kamara had a 2.19 yards per route run. In 2019, when he was hurt, he had a 1.54 yards per route run. In 2020, Austin Eckler had a 1.71 yards per route run. And in 2019, he had the highest out of the, you know, the four bars with 2.74 yards per route run. Now in that, remember in 2019, he was used more as a slot receiver out wide. And this is something I want to see continue. I want to see Austin Eckler out wide. I want to see him as a slot receiver. I mean, I know we drafted Josh Palmer and all that, and we have guys like Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton, but Austin Eckler is a very, very good pass catcher. And he has probably the best yards after catch ability out of anyone on the team. Actually, he hundred percent has the highest yards after catch ability out of anyone on the team. So I would like to see him out wide a little bit. And he is a very, very efficient receiver. Now, the next stat is going to be yards after catch per reception. Again, we're doing everything per reception um, or, you know, per routes run just because we want to eliminate volume, just because Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler were hurt for one of the years that I'm looking at. So in 2020, Austin, or Alvin Kamara had 8.8 yards after catch per reception in 2019, seven yards after catch per reception. In 2020, Austin Eckler had 8.9 yards, uh, 8.9 yards after catch per reception. And 2019, he had 10.3 yards after catch per reception. So again, Austin Eckler, both his bars are higher than Alvin Kamara's bars, which is a great sign. I think that's, it furthers my point that Austin Eckler is a weapon. No matter where you line him up as, you just need to get on the ball and let him go to work in space. Now we're going to be looking at missed tackles forced on receptions alone, we're not going to be, you know, factoring rushing attempts. These are on receptions alone. Alvin Kamara in 2020, 20 missed tackles, four on receptions, 14 in 2019. And for Austin Eckler, 14 in 2020 and 22 in 2019. I think 14 in 2020, despite missing six games and still having the same numbers as Alvin Kamara, despite having way less catches is a great sign. And, you know, you, this is you know, Austin Eckler, I think, is a very underrated back, and most people don't have him in his top in their top 10, but I think he's easily a top 10 running back just based on his ability to make people miss after the catch. Um, and the final stat we're going to be using to compare everyone is first times caught. Uh, this is a pretty basic stat, but Alvin Kamara, 35 first times caught in 2020, 28 in 2019. Eckler, he had 20 first times caught in 2020, 
and 42 first times caught in 2019. So again, you know, it doesn't matter where you line Austin Eckler up as he's going to be able to get yards and first downs. Now, this was a really interesting stat. Um, I think Kevin asked me to look at, and this was looking at the amount of times that Saints had two running backs on the field. Now, I will admit this was a little bit challenging to try to find data from, but I did my best to try to make this as accurate as possible. So the way I looked at this, I found, so Warren Sharp has a website where he tracks personnel grouping. So I added up all the times the Saints had two running backs on the field. But when you look at personnel grouping, a running back also stands for a fullback or vice versa, like a fullback counts as a running back. So there were about like 300 something times where the Saints had two running backs slash fullbacks on the field. And so I looked at the amount of times they had two running backs and I subtracted Michael Burden, who is the Saints fullback. I subtracted the amount of times he was on the field for offensive plays. And then I got this number. So there were about 54 times where the Saints had uh, two running backs, not fullbacks, two actual running backs on the field. So this would be Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray or, you know, Alvin Kamara and uh, DeAndre Washington or whoever else, Ty Montgomery, whoever else their running backs were. This is the amount of times they ran two running back sets. Now, it was it is, you know, somewhat common, 54 snaps. You could pretty much say that's about three snaps a game, which is, you know, not that big of a number, but you're not going to see many times where you run two running back sets. Um, what would this look like for the Chargers? I mean, I would like to see, you know, Justin Jackson in the backfield, you know, you go single back you or I formation, you can run Justin Jackson in the backfield and put Eckler in the slot, Eckler out wide, try to match him up on a linebacker, or, you know, you force the, you force a safety to guard Austin Eckler. Now you have one less guy in the box and, you know, Justin Jackson is a really good uh, runner when he's healthy. So that could open up more things for him. Now, the next thing we're going to look at, sorry, is uh, rushing yards over expected. This is a statistic put together. Uh, I need to load real quick. This is a statistic put together by uh, my man, Thage. If you haven't go gone and checked out our episode from talking about like coverages and all that, make sure to go give that a check. And thank you. Thank, I want to thank him so much for putting this uh, website together. It is in his pinned tweet on MFB analytics on Twitter, make sure to give him a, uh, a shout out um, and go check out this website as well. So this is a really good way to evaluate how good a running back is, but um, they just using this or doing this using actual data instead of tracking data, which is what the NFL uses to create their rushing yards over expected model. And they just also this, he also mentioned how this doesn't account for scheme or offensive line play, but it's, it's still a very good way to evaluate running backs. So as, as you can see, as a pure runner, Alvin Kamara has done sig more significantly well than Austin Eckler. So you can see like, if you track the number of attempts from 2019 to 2020, Alvin Kamara far and away beats Austin Eckler in terms of rushing yards over expected. And um, this honestly could have to do with him having a stellar offensive line, you know, Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramjick, and then you got Eric McCoy in the middle. He has had one of the best offensive lines for the past four years, and Austin Eckler has had one of the worst offensive lines for the past four years, right? So if we look at the table, Alvin Kamara per rush uh, averages 0.5 rushing yards over expected, and Austin Eckler averages negative 0.13 rushing yards over expected. Now we can expect this number for Austin Eckler to go up just because the Chargers did overhaul their offensive line and now they have a new 
uh, scheme, which could open up more things for Eckler and for the other, other running backs on the Chargers roster. And just for EPA per rush, remember EPA stands for expected points added. Uh, Alvin Kamara is rushing in a negative, or he has a negative EPA per rush at negative 0.03. And, but Austin Eckler is worse in that scenario uh, as he has a negative 0.08 EPA per rush. Now this graph is looking at the type of runs each running back has. Okay, uh, zooming is not gonna work there, I'm sorry. But you can see Austin Eckler has a higher percentage of rushes where he has a negative rushing yards over expected, which isn't good. But again, it could also speak more towards the Chargers scheme and how bad the Chargers offensive line was. He also has a less, uh, a lower percentage of runs from zero to five rushing yards over expected. And, you know, similar uh, percentage of runs from five to 15 rushing yards over expected, but obviously much less or a lower um, percentage of runs that had 15 plus rushing yards over expected. So hopefully Austin Eckler can improve his efficiency with a better offensive line. But just based on rushing alone, I think Alvin Kamara has been the superior rusher over the past two years. So if we look at this graph, we're looking at uh, Kamara's rushing yards over expected for the past four years. In 2017, I mean, he was one of the best, if not the best rusher in the league. Uh, his efficiency did, did drop off with more rushes. Remember, Mark Ingram was suspended for the first couple of games for, of that year. So Kamara's efficiency did dip. It dipped again in 2019 when he was hurt with that knee injury. But 2020, he did improve um, and got back to his elite rushing ways. Now, Austin Eckler, follow that similar trend, right? In 2017 and 2018, he was the definite number two running back. There was no 1A and 1B. So he got limited touches, but he was, again, one of the best. In 2017, if, if I zoom in, he was one, two, three. He was the third best rusher in 2017 in terms of rushing yards over expected. But again, more carries. He still right, was right about number four in rushing yards over expected in 2018. But in 2019, when he got more carries, his efficiency dipped. And in 2019, I mean, the Chargers were starting guys like Trent Scott and Trey, Trey Pipkins at, off, at offensive tackle. I wonder why Austin Eckler's efficiency tipped in that in that case, right? And in 2020, he got right about back to league average, but with more rushes, it's, it's pretty obvious that some running backs are going to take a hit when it comes to efficiency. Okay, so that was looking at rushing yards over expected. Really quick, I'm just going to look at the NFL's um, rushing yards over expected model, and I think theirs will be a little more accurate than they just, just because uh, they actually use tracking data to evaluate this, which is going to be more... Um, which is going to be more accurate than using actual data. So Austin Eckler averaged 0.27 rushing yards over expected in 2020. And Alvin Kamara averaged 0.55 rushing yards over expected in 2020. So Kamara, uh, per NFL's next-gen stats, was a better rusher in 2020. And again, they use tracking data. But this shouldn't take away from Thage's website just because he's done an awesome job. And he has a lot more stuff that you can look at, like look at these graphs that he's put together. So make sure to give him a, a follow and take a look at his Twitter at MFB Analytics. This website is his pinned tweet. So that's going to uh, wrap it up for the video. Again, we just looked at Alvin Kamara's and Austin Eckler's comparison, looking at a bunch of stats and how they stacked up as a pure rusher and as a pure receiver and where we could potentially see Austin Eckler line up all over in, in this offense, out wide in the slot and in the backfield. 
Um, make sure to stay tuned for my next upcoming videos. I have a really, really fun one planned. I'm going to be actually looking at will Justin Herbert regress? And I know that's probably the biggest question of this offseason. And I'm going to give, be giving my own spin on it. I know uh, Stevens wrote an article about it. You know, if you if you subscribe to The Athletic, Popper's written an article, written some stuff about it. Uh, but I'm going to be giving my own analytical spin on it. And it's going to be super awesome for you guys to look at. It's, going to be, it's probably a two-part thing where I look at stats and then a film breakdown of why or why not I think Justin Herbert, Herbert will regress. So again, that's, that brings us to the end of this episode uh, and make sure to comment any potential topics like Kevin did that I could look at later this summer. And with that, as always, bolts up.